Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News for Monday, April 25th, 2022. Stand up for your country. Underreported story that is very big. I love these. I love these. Elon Musk. You know this guy, Musk? Well, he is the subject of this evening's Talking Points memo. Put his picture up. There he is. He is about to become the second most powerful man in the country next to the president. And that is the subject of this evening's Talking Points memo. So Twitter banned Donald Trump. All right. And uh, banned a whole bunch of other people. Well, Musk apparently doesn't like that. So he's made an offer to buy it. Forty three million is the reported billion, I should say. Forty three billion dollars reported amount. And it looks like the Twitter board is going to sell the company to him. Wow. Right. So Twitter stock is up 4% today. Um, This is good news for a lot of people, bad news for others. And we'll we'll tell you who is doing what. But the first, the Twitter facts. So as you know, I use Twitter. Um, We have more than 3 million followers. Part of that's due to Holly the Terror Dog, who's very popular on Twitter. And 330 million human beings on this planet are active Twitter users, 330 million. That's the population of the United States, by the way, but we're talking worldwide here. 6,000 tweets are sent every second. (laughs) Just boggles the mind, okay? Twitter revenue for the last quarter was 1.6 billion. So you can see what a powerful company this is. Now, Elon Musk is the richest person in the world. He's worth an estimated $219 billion himself. He's 49 years old, born to a South African father, Canadian mother. Um, that was in Pretoria, South Africa. He now lives in Texas. He moved out of California because he was outraged by the government there. But he is not a doctrinaire conservative. All right, he, he's kind of a libertarian guy, but I'm not sure exactly why he wants Twitter. And that's what we're going to get into. We have a guest and we'll talk about that. But if this comes to be, and I think it will, I mean, the government could step in, but I don't know why the federal government would deny Elon Musk the opportunity to buy the company other than ideology. Because I don't think Musk is going to ban Trump, and that's a big thing. So we're keeping our eye on this story. But the complexity of the social media operation is so powerful. Again, if Musk gets this, he's the second most powerful man in the country next to the president. Because then he'll be able to regulate what gets out into cyberspace and what does not, as what is happening now. So Donald Trump was dealt a grievous blow, which he's never recovered from, by being banned from Twitter. The problem with Twitter, there are two problems, defamation and verification. So when you have 6,000 tweets a second being launched into cyberspace, you can't real time figure out what's going on. You can't. And there's a lot of defamation. Now, you can sue for defamation, 
based upon a Twitter feed personally. But as I've told you, that costs a lot of money unless your brother or sister is a lawyer. They'll do it for free. And then it takes years and years and years. And then there's free speech and all of that. It's not easy, particularly when you're a famous person. And then you can put out all kinds of falsehoods. Well, who's going to verify this stuff? Who? Now, Twitter itself knows that if Republicans win back Congress in November, there's going to be legislation not only against Twitter, but against all the social media companies to try to stop the ideological censorship that's in play now. That will happen. Biden would probably veto it, but it's going to happen because of the outrage over Trump. Now, there's no question that Donald Trump exaggerates, and he puts out there things that I can't verify sometimes. Doesn't mean they're false. Him saying that, you know, there was election fraud. That's true. There was. Does it rise to the Supreme Court overturning the election? Not at this point. That's the truth. That's the fact. But Trump can't be heard. And others can't be heard as well. People who put things out that the left-wingers who run Twitter don't like, they can ice them. And I think that's what Elon Musk will stop. Okay, now I'm going to have an interview about Musk in a moment, but I have to run down the Biden situation first, and then we'll, we'll get back. And that's the memo. So Joe Biden essentially takes Monday off every Monday. All right, because he's in Delaware and he comes back late morning to D.C. And he doesn't do much on Mondays. Today, the only thing he did was welcome the Tampa Bay Lightning, Stanley Cup winners last year, to the White House, which is fine. I like the Lightning. I like their uniforms. I I like the fact that they're a very skilled team. But that's all he did. Now, he'll say, well, we have meetings, we have many calls. All right. But it's a light, light schedule for Biden. Mondays and Fridays, pretty much nothing. Okay. But Biden's got a problem with his vice president, Kamala Harris. Now, Biden hasn't addressed this, but this is a problem. So Kamala is uh, chief of staff, big position, Tina Flournoy quit. And this is the 12th person to resign in 16 months. Wow. Talk about a turnover. Now, I'm not going to speculate. I don't know why Tina is leaving. She's going to be replaced by a woman named Lorraine Valls, who's already on the staff. There's Lorraine. I hope they have a good time. I don't know whether Kamala's mean. I don't know why they're quitting. It's unusual. You get a big White House job, it's unusual to walk in a year or so. But this is becoming an image problem. Kamala is a problem for the Biden administration. And Biden's got his own problems. You know, and and I write about them in my new column called Living the Dream on BillOReilly.com. I hope you read it. You know, these columns, I, I think you'll find them worthy. So I hope you go in. All right, let's get back to Elon Musk, who I said twice, and I don't want to be boring and repetitive, as most cable uh, hosts are now. Uh, but Elon Musk, man, if he, he brings this in, he is 
hugely powerful. Let's bring in Eric Berger. Now, Eric is a senior space editor at Ars Technica in Houston, Texas. He has been uh, in board meetings where Elon Musk was there, and he's obviously Musk going to space and all that, so Eric knows about that. So do you know Musk? Have you had any conversations with him yourself? Oh, yes. Uh, I wrote a book called Liftoff where I interviewed him at length and probably spent the better part of you know, 20 or 30 hours with him uh, at various points talking to him about wow. space flight. Okay, and so philosophy. the book is Liftoff. When was that book published? It was published about a year ago. All right, so there it is. There's the cover. I want everybody to check that off. So your assessment of Elon Musk trying to buy Twitter, your assessment, why is he doing it? Honestly, I think there are several reasons. First of all, he's had a long love affair with Twitter. He uses that service on a daily basis, I think sometimes to blow off steam, and he loves to talk directly to people interested in Tesla and SpaceX. Part of it, too, is I think he feels very strongly about freedom of speech. Um, and, and for the reasons you mentioned, like has watched this and has not liked some of the decisions about people who have been taken off the service. And finally, you know, I think maybe he's a little bit bored. Um, he's, he's dueling with the FAA uh, at SpaceX right now to, to, to work on his next generation rocket. And Tesla seems to be going pretty well. So I think you may have just been looking for something else to do. Does he like attention? Does he like to be in the news cycle? I don't think he chases attention. He likes to get things done and, and he's willing to run through roadblocks to get things done through regulatory agencies. And so that just by definition makes news. Okay. He left California because he didn't like the liberal government there. He went to Texas, a conservative state where you live. Does that indicate he is politically conservative? I wouldn't say he's politically conservative. He definitely feels like there should be less government intrusion in our lives. He, he, the regulatory environment in California really turned him off. And so he came to Texas, which is basically the polar opposite. And he's moved a lot of his rocket and car business here as a result of that. Socially, I understand he's a liberal man. I should tell the audience I met him one time. Uh, it was at a party in the Hollywood Hills, which I didn't want to go to, but I kind of had to go um, for business reasons. He was there. Uh, I don't, I didn't speak to him with any, you know, depth. It was like, Hey, how are you? That kind of thing. Um, so I can't say I have a feel for him at all, but I have heard from people who do know him that he's socially liberal. Would that be correct? Yeah, that's absolutely correct. He very much, you know, feels like people ought to be left, let to live their lives the way that they want to live them. So that's, but that's a libertarian philosophy rather than a left wing philosophy. Left wing is you, it's my way or the highway. Right. Yeah, I would not say he's left wing in that sense. He's just sort of socially, liberally, liberal, fiscally conservative, generally speaking. Okay. Do you agree with me if he gets Twitter, he's the second most powerful man in the country? He's already extremely powerful and, and this would take it, take it to another level. Um, because let's face it, I mean, he owns a big car company, he owns a big space company, and now he would own the, the, the platform used by millions of people, as you said, around the world to speak directly to their audiences. So yes, he, he, I don't know if he'd be the second most powerful, but he would be definitely in the conversation for that. Well, and nobody else. I mean, I'm, I'm good at this kind of stuff. 
Mr. Berger. <laughs> uh, there's nobody else that's going to touch him if he gets Twitter. Do you expect him to reinstate Donald Trump and others who have been banned? I, you know, I haven't spoken to him directly about that. I will say that I know that that he he appreciates how Trump used Twitter. I don't think he appreciated all the things that the, the former president said on Twitter, but he he clearly understood that, that Donald Trump was very good at using Twitter to establish a brand. Um, and so I suspect that probably would happen, but I don't have any firsthand knowledge. Do you think that Elon Musk will be concerned about verification and defamation as I laid out? It's so hard, the volume of tweets that go out, uh, it would be so hard to you know, actually regulate that. Would he care about that at all? I think he cares about it. You know, Elon is, to him, fairness is a pretty important concept. So if, if he feels like people are being done wrong, you know, I think there will be some action taken, but, but how you would undertake that while also having a libertarian approach to your social media platform, I think that remains to be seen. Yeah, that would be uh, an amazing <laughs> uh, challenge for any company to do it. Well, I don't have any um, rooting interest here as far as Elon Musk is concerned, but I want an honest social media in this country. I think it's vital to our Republican democracy to have it. So I'm rooting for Musk to get this because once he gets it, it's his company. He can do whatever he wants with it. But along with that, it's gonna come enormous pressures on him. Enormous, last word. I, I agree with that. But I mean, you look at what he's done with Tesla, he's taken on the entire automotive industry and, and with SpaceX, he's taken on the largest defense contractors in the world. And he's been you know, very successful with those two ventures. Does he have enough room on his plate for this massive social media co company? I don't know, um, but, but his past track record is pretty good. All right, thank you, Eric. I appreciate your time. And again, uh, the book that Eric wrote, put it up on the screen so we can get a look at it. Lift off, uh, well worth your attention. It's another morning, and you're all set for work. You grab your coffee, head out the door, and your car decides today's the day it won't start. Panic sets in. You're not just late, you're stranded. Get ahead of unexpected car repairs before they strike with CarShield, the most trusted vehicle protection company. For almost 20 years, CarShield has saved millions of drivers from repair nightmares with low monthly plans that cover up to 5,000 major parts and systems, like pricey transmission and engine engine repairs, and check engine light mysteries. Visit CarShield today at carshield.com slash Carlson. Plans include unlimited miles, 24-7 roadside assistance, help with flats, lockouts, and rental car options. Save 20% and get a free quote by visiting CarShield online at carshield.com slash Carlson. Don't wait for the next surprise. Choose peace of mind with CarShield. Go to carshield.com slash Carlson and save 20% today. Okay, let's go to uh, Donald Trump, uh, as we were just talking about. Um, a New York judge has found uh, Mr. Trump in contempt of court for not handing over uh, subpoenaed um, documents uh, to uh, the Attorney General of New York, Letitia James, who is conducting a witch hunt, there's no doubt about it, against Trump. So Trump says he's not going to cooperate. And a judge, uh, Arthur Angeron, says Trump has to pay $10,000 a day for defying the attorney general's subpoena. 
Now, this is all about emails and stuff like that. And I can tell you that Donald Trump does not use email. I know that for a fact. If I want to communicate with Donald Trump, it's got to be on the phone. Can't be any email, no text. They didn't do it. Okay, so his lawyer, Trump's lawyer, says, wait a minute. You subpoena this stuff. We don't have it. We told you we didn't have it. But the thing is that Trump didn't sign an affidavit saying he didn't have it. So that uh, then um, James went in, went to the judge, and $10,000 a day. So I expect that this will be appealed, this ruling, and they'll put a stay on the fine. But all I know is that Letitia James, the attorney general of New York, wants to burn Donald Trump any way she can. That justice, you make the call. Okay, Ukraine. So Secretary of State Blinken and Secretary of Defense Austin go over and they meet with Zelensky. Photo op, um, nothing new other than we're sending more money uh, to Ukraine. So far, the United States taxpayer has sent $3.7 billion to Ukraine. Is that money well spent? I say yes, it is. Because you want to defeat Putin. One of the most important things in this world is to get Putin out of power. And Ukraine has given Putin all he wants. All right? So Ukraine has stepped up. They're fighting for their country. Putin's being embarrassed. The more arms we can give the Ukrainians, the better. Humanitarian aid all day long, those poor people are suffering, and Americans always step up to help those who suffer. So this is fine with me. $3.7 billion, not, you know, it's an astronomical amount of money, but in the scheme of things, the way the Biden administration spends, it's not. But I'm glad they went over. I'm glad the world sees the United States is rooting for and helping Ukraine against that dire Putin. So on that front, Putin attends midnight mass uh, early Sunday morning in Moscow. It was the Orthodox Easter on Sunday. And he's there. Uh, oh, he's making a sign of the cross. And he's saying uh, Jesus is truly risen and doing all of that. Now, a lot of uh, pundits didn't like the way Putin looked. They say he looks sick. He has a little moon face. Uh, that's a sign of steroids sometimes. But he doesn't look debilitated to me. Um, but the real scandal here is, A, Putin being at midnight mass because the guy's a killer, as I told Donald Trump five years ago. And number two, that the head of the Russian Orthodox Church is supporting the murder in Ukraine. And that hurts me as a Christian. I don't know if it hurts you as a Christian, if you are one, but it hurts me. Because this is the last thing that Jesus would ever want. A country the size of Russia invading Ukraine and killing civilians? Jesus is going to condone that? I don't think so. In fact, I know he wouldn't. Yet the leadership of the Russian Orthodox Church, they're fine with it. And there's Putin, the midnight mass, hot shotting it. Oh, you know, 
<sighs> Macron. He wins. I knew he was going to win. I don't really care, but he got another five-year term. He beat uh, Le Pen, uh, 59 to 41, a big landslide. But a lot of people stayed home in France. They didn't vote for either. Now, Macron's been okay. I mean, he's not as obnoxious as the, uh, some of the previous French leaders were. He seems to be a level-headed guy. I mean, he doesn't want Muslims to take over his country. Um, he helps NATO. You know, he seems to be all right. So I think that's a plus uh, with Macron. Now, here's a minus. We're back to the USA, the Disney company. It's a huge story. So the CEO is Bob Chapek. Put Bob's picture up there. So Bob is screwing his company up like I've never seen any company screwed up. Last year at this time, Disney's stock price was $200 a share. Now, $118 a share. The, if you hold a Disney stock, you're getting your butt kicked. All right? And it's not just because of the Florida thing, which we'll get into. It's that this company, Disney, which owns ABC and many, many others, kisses the butt of the communist leadership in China, number one. Number two, attacks the state of Florida for passing a logical educational law saying that five to eight-year-olds in the Sunshine State should not be presented with gender fluidity issues. Any sane person knows that, but not Bob Chapek. Okay? So Disney now is their brand, which was the strongest in the world. Even though they run ABC, The View, most people just ignored that. They like their kids to go to the theme parks. They like all the wholesome Disney entertainment in the past. But now it's woke. It's radical left. So the brand, and it's not coming, but once your brand gets sullied, it's hard to bring it back. Okay. But even though there was a lot of publicity about the land around Disney World in Orlando, okay, reverting back to the counties where uh, DeSantis said no more Disney runs its own show in Orange and Osceola counties, now the county is going to take that back. DeSantis didn't tell us that Disney still has a $578 million tax break from the state of Florida. That's a lot of dough. Now, why? Why would they have it? Because Disney brings so many people into the state of Florida who spend so much money because it costs a family of four $1,000 a day to go to Disney World. $1,000 a day, family of four. That's the average. Come on. All right, so Disney cares about the downtrodden, right? You think working people and poor people can afford $1,000 a day? They can't. Maybe they'd have a discount Tuesday or buy in advance and we'll give you a break or something. No. So we know what this is. We fair-minded thinking people, we know. We know that Disney doesn't care really 
about the downtrodden. If they did, they, they wouldn't kowtow to the Beijing monsters. And they try to make sure that poor people got into their parks. Right? Anyway, the state of Florida, I understand why they gave Disney the tax breaks, because it makes money for the state, even though they got $578 million that they could get directly from Disney. They make more than that because Disney's operating. So I, you should know the whole story, as Paul Harvey once said, the rest of the story. So, yes, DeSantis pricked them, boom, 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 but he didn't annihilate them. Pot. Okay, we reported this last week, but I got to set it up again in order to make my point here. So there's a new poll uh, by CBS. Should recreational marijuana use be legal under federal law? Favor 66, oppose 34. Now, that is a big, big turnaround. It used to be up until maybe seven or eight years ago that most Americans did not want legalized marijuana in this country. But now, according to this poll, two-thirds do want it. This is recreational, not medical. Why? Why the big turnaround? Because the entertainment industry is right on board with getting stoned as much as you want. Roll the tape. I love weed. I smoke weed every second of every day. Hey, I am your stoner. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you should be coming on pretty soon, dude. How much do you smoke? This will be a little demonstration of that. Listen, listen up. That was my skull. I'm so wasted. <laughs> oh, man. What is this stuff? Doesn't that stuff cause brain damage? Only if you take it, like, every day for a month. <laughs> George Tote weed, man. Absolutely George Tote weed. Are you kidding me, man? He grew fields of that stuff, yeah. man. That's what I'm talking about. Fields. He grew that up in Mount Vernon, man. Mount Vernon, man. He grew it all over the country, man. He had people growing it all over the country, you know? The whole country back then was getting hot. Let me tell you, man, because cause, cause he knew. He was on to something, man. He knew that it would be a good cash crop for the southern states, man. So he grew fields of it, man. Fire in the Okay, so you get it, right? This is on and 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 on. When was the last time you saw a film or a television show or heard a contemporary song that criticized marijuana? Never? So that's what we have. Okay. This makes the job of a parent so much harder. I can't even tell you. So the worst thing that can happen to a child is getting inebriated because the childhood vanishes once that happens. No more childhood. And we got situations in this country where nine, ten-year-olds are getting stoned and drunk now. We got situations where parents use drugs in front of their children, get drunk in front of their children. We have all of that going on. It's not unusual. So good parents, grandparents, they 
try to keep their kids away from intoxicants, right? Good teachers try to do the same thing. If you don't try to do that and you're a parent or a teacher, you're not good. Because once that cycle starts, particularly with an immature mind, somebody who's not emotionally equipped, I don't know if even adults are emotionally equipped to deal with inebriation. We got a 10% alcoholism rate in this country. Drug addiction, we don't have a percentage on it, but got to be close to 10, right? So you got 20% of the population dependent on substance. Is this a good thing? You think this is good? So the states, um, how was it, 12 have legalized it and 22 medical. You know, oh, we need the revenue. It's going to cost you 10 times as much in social problems than you're getting from these stupid pot dealers. Okay? I bought a stock about a year ago in a food company. And it was organic food. It was a, a risky stock, low price. But I found out they were growing pot. They're going to market pot. Boom, I sold it. Okay, we're not doing that here. We're not doing that. Because marijuana is inherently bad for children. Now, I'm not going to make a judgment on adults. Uh, my mantra has always been, if you want to get stoned, go to your basement. Do it in private. Don't hurt anybody. Don't impose it on me. Don't get in a car. But if you're going to do that in your basement, I don't care. But kids, that's a whole different thing. Now, I have indoctrinated my children against intoxication. And I can do it because I've never been intoxicated. <laughs> if you could believe it, I never have. Why? Because I saw my own family. I saw people go down in my own family in the Levittown neighborhood all day long, back in the late 60s, early 70s. The dominoes, boom, boom, boom. And a lot of it was pot. It started out with pot, and then they graduated. Oh, pot's not a gateway drug. Bull, bull. Not for everybody, but for a substantial amount of people who want to flee the earth. Look, intoxication is one thing and one thing only. Getting out of here. All right? Altering your mind so you don't have to deal with the reality of the present. That's what it is. And children, are they can't handle it on any level. I was watching one of my favorite movies the other night, uh, The Equalizer with Denzel Washington. <laughs> Great movie. And, and it was a portion where this kid, young kid that... Washington was mentoring in the movie, was subjected to this drug world, and Denzel went in and set it right. And it was, it was a great scene. And I think we should all be Denzel Washingtons. And I think this legalized pot stuff is really going to hurt the country. This day in history, April 25th, 2003. Stay with me here. The Human Genome Project completed 19 years ago today. Okay. And um, it was completed in less time than the government thought it would be. Now, why do you care? Why do I care? The Human Genome Project is essentially figuring out how we work physically, how the body works, 
So down the road, medicine can be tailored to you. So instead of taking a generic medicine, there'll be medicines developed for a certain kind of DNA, certain kind of person. This is going to elongate life. I don't know why people want to live to be more than 80, 85 anyway. And I'm not, I'm sorry, I don't want to offend anybody who's watching me there. But it's going to elongate life because medicine is going to be tailored to curing whatever diseases you have on an individual basis because of this human genome stuff. It's an amazing thing. DNA has changed law enforcement. You all know that. And it was 19 years ago that this whole thing reached completion. So it sets the stage. You know, this country in 20 years, I'm not going to be around. And I'm not sad about that. Okay, but this country in 20 years is going to be totally different than it is today. I mean, totally different. Some good, some bad. Okay, good mail segment coming up. And uh, a final thought about um, why the corrupt media hates you. Right back. Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has a over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds in stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's ARKSeedKits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. ArcSeedKits.com. Who is there for the families left behind when a service member or first responder dies or is catastrophically injured in the line of duty? Who is helping our nation's homeless veterans? And who is helping our nation keep its vow to never forget 9-11? I'll tell you who. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation. The foundations in the line of duty programs honor our nation's heroes and their families. That includes its Gold Star, Fallen First Responder, Smart Home, and Homeless Veteran programs. The foundation's Never Forget programs engage people in 9-11 remembrance across America. Over 80 runs, walks, and climbs a year. Dozens of golf outings and barbecues. And the Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute is helping to educate kids in kindergarten through 12th grade about our nation's darkest day, 9-11. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. This charity keeps its word and honors our nation's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. All right, let's get to the mail. Uh, Maureen on the message board. I mean, you go to BillOReilly.com message board, you can talk to the thousands and thousands of people who watch what you're watching. O'Reilly, please don't toy with the idea that Michelle Obama would run for president. What a crazy thought that is. Not crazy. I'm not toying with anything. I'm telling you, the only viable candidate that the Democratic Party has right now who could win is Michelle Obama. That's it. Whether she runs or not, it's up to her. Leo, 
That was a very down-to-earth and accurate column you wrote. I understand that our society is filled with ignorance, totally out-of-touch people, but there's a part of me that refuses to accept that reality. Well, Leo, you better accept it. All right, we got 50% of this population doesn't know what the deuce is happening. Dan Ottinger, uh, Wheeland, Ontario, Canada. Hey, Bill, I agree with you that the left wants to engender fear in the population. However, a fearful population is a controllable population. Yes, more afraid people are, the more likely they are to follow a strong central government. DeWitt on the message board, we may say that we should respect the right to wear a mask, but I'm starting to judge certain mask wearers. At Easter dinner, my brother-in-law wore a mask for two hours before and after the meal. Well, that was good if you couldn't hear him, right? (laughs) Terrence, good point, Bill, on fear being the prime motivator of human thought and action, but hate is giving fear a run for its money. Yes, but a lot of hate is based on fear. When people are afraid, they start to hate. Edward Marlowe, San Antonio, Texas. Why is it that the Republican lawmakers do not insist that President Biden undergo the same cognitive testing that Democrats demanded of President Trump? Nobody can demand any president have a cognitive test. I mean, it's a waste of time and energy. Mike Cavanaugh, Lose, Delaware. Your no spin news last Thursday was one of the most interesting and insightful I've ever watched. The segment on fear and how it affects some decisions in life was something I've witnessed and experienced personally. Love the show. Looking forward to the new book. I'll tell you about killing the killers in a moment. Rick Flynn, San Clemente, California. What are your thoughts, O'Reilly, on President Trump running for Congress? Will you stop with this running for Congress business? I know it's on the right wing websites. It's absurd. Trump's not going to run for Congress. Come on. Ay, ay, ay. Dorothy Kelly, no name in town, Dorothy. Come on. If progressives represent only 20% of voters, why is Biden so afraid of them? Because they control the media. That's why progressives run the media. That's why they fear them. David, concierge member. David gets direct access to me. But once again, I'm excited about the Killing the Killers debut. I say the same thing every year. Each book is well worth the wait. This one will be, but it's harrowing. Okay, it's out May 3rd. That's uh, a week from tomorrow. And um, you can pre-order on BillOReilly.com. We'll give you a gift if you do. But the other services have it, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, whatever. I have to tell you, because I am getting questions uh, from concierge members about the level of violence in this book. It's a violent book, not cover to cover, but the evil that these terrorists are doing today, staggering. And that's why we have to kill them. And that's why I named the book Killing the Killers. So I hope you buy the book. It'll keep you up night. I don't think you'll be able to put it down. Also, Mother's and Father's Day coming up, and uh, give mom and dad a concierge or a premium membership to BillOReilly.com. Give them mugs, okay? Stand up for your country mugs, greatest gift. And uh, if you give mom and dad premium concierge memberships to BillOReilly.com, you get a free book. There you go. Very economical. Where did they know hubris, H-U-B-R-I-S? 
when writing to me, Bill at BillOReilly.com, name and town if you wish to opine, Bill at BillOReilly.com. Back with the final thought, why the uh, corporate media hates you. Hey guys, it's Vivek Ramaswamy here, inviting you to listen to my podcast, Truth. We just relaunched it after the campaign, and we are already riding up the podcast charts. Here's why. I think that hard, in-depth conversations about the tough issues is the only way we're going to get this country back. Because make no mistake, we are currently in a war for the future of America, and you cannot win a war unless you're willing to speak the truth. If you want standard conservative talking points, this podcast is not for you. But if you want to go deeper and hear the conversations you're not going to find anywhere else, the conversations that will challenge you, that will challenge me, then subscribe to Truth with Vivek Ramaswamy on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And I promise you, you're going to cover terrain that you're not going to hear elsewhere. Did you know every day is a perfect day for peace of mind? With American Home Shield Warranty, you are covered for unexpected breakdowns like leaky faucets or faulty water heaters. Choose a plan that fits your budget and rest easy knowing repairs and replacements are taken care of. Simply contact American Home Shield when an issue arises and their trusted pros will handle it according to your coverage. Don't let worries about appliances and home systems weigh you down. Celebrate the reassurance of protection. Don't worry, be warranty. For 20% off plans, visit ahs.com slash bill. For more details, see ahs.com slash contracts for coverage details, including limit amounts, fees, limitations, and exclusions. New Jersey residents, the product is being offered is a service contract and is separate and distinct from any product or service warranty, which may be provided by the home builder or manufacturer. Okay, final thought of the day. My mantra for more than 25 years is we, that's me and my staff, are looking out for you. Now some people go, ah, you know, they don't buy it. Okay, but I am. And the corporate media is not. Here is the best example. The airline collapse in this country. So we did a search. In the last three weeks, you know the JetBlue situation. I've reported on it. Terrible. Forbes magazine, Time magazine, CNBC, Fortune magazine, Washington Post, only media that covered it. And the Boston Globe covered it locally in Beantown. Because JetBlue is a big base there and it boom. So just this weekend, uh, JetBlue, 28% canceled or delayed on Friday, 30% on Saturday, 30% on Sunday. That means you have a one in three chance of not getting where you want to go in a timely fashion. Now, Alaska Airline also having a lot of trouble. Why don't pilots? Finally admitting it. Now, where's ABC, NBC? Where's Fox News? Where's, uh, where are they? This is a huge story. Millions and millions of Americans are getting hosed. Get, they're suffering. You take your family to the airport, you're sitting there for hours. No pilots. They don't have enough. They tell you it's the weather. It's not the weather. Now, when I blew this story wide open, all of a sudden JetBlue goes, well, we're going to cut back 15% of our flights starting on May 1st. They had to. 
because they couldn't get the bleeding flights up in the air. They didn't have anybody to fly the planes. Now, this is a huge story. None of the networks can cover this. Why? Why aren't they covering it? Why? Because the airlines take out advertisements. That's why. Your welfare? And this is across the board. They don't care about you. They've never cared about you. Ever. When I broke the mold and came on cable and said, we're looking out for you and we're going to do our stories about how they affect you, the American citizen, that was brand new. That had never happened before. And then boom, we're the most successful show for 17 years on cable news. Because people said, yeah, O'Reilly's not in anybody's pocket. And I'm not. And I never will be. But this thing got me. This thing, because I saw it with my own eyes. I experienced it. I'm not going to go over it again. And then I said, where is the coverage on this? There's no denying it's happening. The American airline industry doesn't have enough pilots to fly the planes, yet they're still scheduling all of these flights, and they know they can't get them up. Awful. It's just unbelievable. So I'm happy that we could present news that does look out for you. And I hope that you consider that going forward and we'll spread the word because the more people that watch us, the more powerful we become. Thank you for watching and listening to the No Spin News tonight and we'll see you tomorrow.